and welcome back to the third episode of Tales from the Honky Tonk. I'm your co-host, Jay Wolf. I'm your other co-host, Tyler Lovell. And welcome, and we have a very special episode for you guys from number three. This is our first in-person uh, episode, so we're both here together. Tyler, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got here. Uh, so I actually, we actually, for those who don't know, we live in two different states. We went to, originally went to high school together, then Jay Wolf has since moved to California, and then I'm still stuck in Michigan, but I have flown out for the week. I'm on vacation, and therefore we are able to actually record the first in-person episode of the podcast for you guys tonight. Yeah, so this is a big treat. I think we actually might get to do one more episode in person next week, but we'll see if we can get that out. Um, but yeah, so the normal country fixings will be up. We'll go over some new songs uh, from this week. We're just going to go over a couple singles that uh, we've been listening to, some new ones that has just dropped. If there's any stuff that we missed that we didn't talk about, any albums that we missed, um, make sure to comment, to send us a DM on the Instagram page at TFT Honky Tonk. Um, we'd love to respond and maybe cover it in a future video. But yeah, so we'll go through that and we'll talk a little bit about what we got planned uh, just hanging out this week. So without further ado, Tyler, you want to talk to us about the new Tim McGraw single? Uh, I liked it. Um, just listened to it for the first time about 10 minutes ago. Uh, it was pretty good from him, from especially from modern standpoint since i think he's tried to maintain the original feel of like country music like what we associate with 90s country and early 2000s country as well as also bridge the gap into the more modern um pop country scene so i thought the song was pretty good i'd give it probably a seven out yeah um I, I'm a big Tim McGraw fan. I love a lot of Tim's early music. I love Tim and Faith Hill. I love a lot of their collaborations. I, I agree with what you said, where it's like you see him trying to bridge that gap. You see him try to make relevant music. Um, it kind of reminded me of a lot from what we heard from the Here on Earth era, where it's like it's very, there's just this loud, anthemic, cinematic production, it feels like. Uh, so there's a lot, I really like the line where he's talking about um the light on on the porch his mama's light on the porch how it's like a guide when he's lost i thought that that was a good imagery there i can resonate you know feeling like your your mother's house is like a, a safe place a place where like when after you've moved out and maybe you're struggling to find your way in the world it's always a place that you can return to so i appreciated uh that imagery um i don't know how much i'll go I'm, i'll come back to this song um, I did think it was a solid song. I'm interested to see more of this next era of Tim McGraw, more of what he is going to put out. Um, I'm going to be a little bit softer than Tyler. I'm going to say, as of right now, a five. This can change. I will revisit it, and maybe I'll come back, and I will be like, all right, it's a six, it's a seven. Um, even in going back to last week's episode and listening to Morgan Wallen's album a little bit more, I'm starting to become a little bit softer towards that. I think I'm trending more towards a six. I believe I gave it five last week. 
but yeah, so things change over time. Our opinions, our thoughts can change over time. Uh, next up, we have the new song by Sam Hunt, Outskirts. And I will say, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this Sam Hunt song, Tyler. I was a fan of it. Um, obviously, I think Sam Hunt, out of all the country artists nowadays, kind of gets the worst rap for being the quote-unquote like pop country leader. Yeah, he kind of does make pop country music, but at least, in my opinion, out of all the pop country music, his is the best. Um, the song was no exception to that, and I thought it was a very solidly done song. I've been listening to Sam Hunt since high school, I believe. Actually, you and I in high school talked about how much we enjoyed Sam Hunt's music. That was back in the days of when Breakup in a Small Town was new, and can't think of the name of the other one it was very similar to break up in a small town but i remember us both being big fans of that as well as i've also always been a big fan of leave the night on um the song runs much of the same course as those songs i'll have to give this one a solid seven out of ten yeah uh, yeah i can definitely remember us talking about sam hunt in high school which is funny for me personally i've went on this journey where sam hunt came out super trendy right super popular uh i can remember owning um that album and listening to it in my car uh it was like i had like the physical copy of the album and i would put it on and i remember like bop after bop after bop and then over time kind of being like oh that's really kind of like the more broy trap country like that's not the country that we want like we want that old 90s country um and even like, I still have a soft spot for those songs in my heart, but I think my opinion on them in terms of quality has soured a little bit. Um, that to be that being said, I'm like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. This it's one of the more country songs I've heard from Sam Hunt. It sounded like um, I can't. I'm not good at picking out instruments, but it sounded like almost like a banjo or something like that that was in the instrumentation. I thought that that was really nice. I'm gonna give that one a six. Also, um, Take Your Time was the one I was trying to think of. Mm. I had to um, look it up a second, but that was the song that is very similar to Break Up in a Small Town that I was trying to think of. Yeah, that one's just a quintessential slow dance song for sure. Um, after that, we have Out of That Truck by Carrie Underwood. And I'm not going to lie, I got strong, um, maybe not strong, but light uh, vibes from her song uh before he cheats where she keys his car mm -hmm. and then like in this song she's talking about the scratches in the truck which it's a it's different but the, but it's just funny because it's similar imagery so i thought that was a little interesting um from carrie i and thought that, she was like saying more so like maybe i misunderstood the song but i thought she was saying it'd be like harder to get her out of the truck because she liked whoever the dude's truck was that much one thing i will say is uh and it's not an exception to this song, but um, country music as a whole is a lot of guys like to talk about Chevy and Ford trucks in their country songs. And uh, I think us Ram owners need to be shown a little more love. But all in all, the song itself, I thought was very solid. Um, definitely one of her better hits, I think, out of the, the newer era of country music. So I'd give it about a six out of ten. 
Well, Tyler's enjoying the music this week. That's it's good to hear. Yeah, I from what I got from the song, and again, this is just from not listening to it a lot. Got to go back to it. It's like it's a breakup, and yeah, that there's like he's gonna like have a hard time moving on from her, or maybe it was yeah something like that. Um, so yeah, not that vindictiveness of before he cheats for sure. I, I will say one thing, and this is something that for me personally is always weird, like a little bit. I, I think it can work. I don't think that this is a big like you can like you can never do this as an artist, like stay away from this, but it's always a little weird is when married artists have breakup songs and they're like not getting divorced or anything like that. Like it's just like it's obviously for radio it's obviously mm-hmm. meant to be a hit it's obviously meant to connect with the audience but it's always so weird for me to like hear that song because i'm like i to me it's like as if i were to be like an artist what i would want to see is like this progression where it's like when you're single like you have those breakup and those other song hits but then you kind of just go into like like happily marry like sing about that sing about stuff like that but that's just always been me um i've always thought that that was a little odd because I know that in times artists can play characters and can play people. So I don't want to like limit that. Cause I think that a lot of times that can be very good, but it's just kind of interesting when, when you know, like the artist's personal life and then they're singing a breakup song or they're singing vice versa. They're singing a song about trying to get with someone and trying to like win this girl, win this guy. And I'm like, you're married in real life. Like you don't need to sing about that anymore. Like what else is there? But um, yeah, I didn't think it was the, worst carry underwood song i'm again a little bit lighter on this for me i'm gonna give it a four i will say this um i believe it's her brother-in-law this is getting off topic a little bit at least off of the country music topic a little bit i believe it's her brother-in-law is um pretty big youtube celebrity slash comedian his name is rut daniels he is um hilarious if you haven't ever checked him out, or if you guys viewing haven't ever checked him out, I would definitely recommend checking out Rudd Daniels. He is extremely funny. Yeah, so after that Carrie Underwood song, we got the new song by Parker McCollum. It is Speed. I really enjoyed this song. Um, I think for me, the first Parker McCollum song that I heard was, I, I can't remember the name of it. It was either Your Pretty Heart or Pretty Little Heart or something like that. Um, pretty slow song, whereas Speed is, it's definitely got a speedier, um, beat to it, I'll say that. Um, it actually does kind of fit my vibe more with country music. I'm, as I've said before, more into the country music that's kind of upbeat, windows down, cruising the back roads, um, in the summer type vibe. This song definitely fits it. I might actually even add this one to my playlist. I would give this one... Um, seven out of ten. Yeah, I I enjoyed this song. Um, this is another. Yeah, I agree. I might add this to my playlist, which maybe I should link my country playlist if you guys are interested in what I listen to. Um, tell you, I don't, you don't have Spotify, do you? I have a Spotify account. I just don't use Spotify very much. But if I made my playlist as it is on my iPod, it would be a rather long playlist. <laughs> Yeah, it'd so, be like 260-something, 270 songs. So Yeah, so maybe at some point we'll link our playlist. You guys can see what we're listening to. Um, but yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I told 
Tyler, what this song reminds me of is a song that I would hear in like a 2000s um, coming of age type move, movie. It kind of reminded me of, or if like like 2000s, like PlayStation 2, X, like Xbox 360 era. Like you're sitting there, you're playing one of those like motocross or like yeah. racing games. And like this song comes on while you're like doing your turns and you're going through the race and stuff like that. Like this is kind of like the song that uh came to my head of what i'd be listening to it had like a little bit of an ulti feel um a little edge to it that i liked um this is probably my favorite song of the week or at least up there that we listened to i'm gonna give this a six it's my favorite song of the week um additionally um hayden kaufman a little lesser known than most of the artists we just got done talking about um one of my favorite up-and-coming country artists up there with Aaron Kinsey. Um, Hayden Kaufman released a new song this week with Chase Matthews. It was called Our Kind. Out of all the Hayden Kaufman songs, this is probably my least favorite one that I've heard. Um, I would give this one a five. I just wasn't a fan of it. Not to say it was a bad song or anything, just in my personal opinion, it was wasn't my cup of tea um but i've been very impressed with the songs hayden kaufman puts out i've listened to i believe that was probably the sixth or seventh one now and out of those six or seven that was the only one where i was like and eh, i want to add this one to the playlist every other one i've listened to has been pretty much instantly added my playlist except for good old boys good old boys i don't know why i just didn't add it to my playlist right away i love that one i love um good as it gets i love uh where's the whiskey here to drink all of them that i've listened to so far um hayden kaufman if you have not listened to him i would definitely recommend checking him out yeah and one more uh another song that we listened to that we both liked was reverse by rashad so if you're into the country rap which for me it's hit and miss I uh, did really like this song. Uh, uh, I thought it was a banger. I'm not the biggest in country rap and country pop. Um, in fact, most country pop songs, I really like the minute. are They're kind of the reason I stopped listening to country radio for the time being. It's just like I listen to a lot of them. I'm just like, all right, I, I need to change the channel now. And I would change and listen to like classic rock or something. So, and then obviously I know last week I ripped Morgan Wallen pretty hard on how I didn't like his album because I felt most of it was country rap. Rashad makes country rap music, and I'm not the biggest rap music fan. I really enjoy Rashad's music. I enjoy Dirt Road, Cottonmouth, Hit, I think it's called Hits Different, or Hit Different is his uh, another one of his songs. I've also enjoyed his cover of Ballin'. This song right here, Reverse, it did not disappoint. I was, it was very much the same level of execution I would expect from a shot, and I would give this one, again, another 7 out of 10. Yeah, I, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm on record uh, of last week saying that trap drums and country music do not mix in any sense, um, so you guys can come after me for this one. Uh there's very rare instances where, where I have heard country rap be done very well. 
in a way that it works. Uh, this song was definitely one. I am not as familiar with Rashad's discography as Tyler is, so I need to dive into him. I want to give him his flowers on this song, though. I thought this was a banger. Um, two songs that come to mind when with country rap, and for me personally with it working, is Old Town Road, which I know a lot of people are going to flame me for that one because it's a kind of a meme song now. But honestly, when it came out, it was a banger. I thought Bill, with Billy Ray Cyrus, sorry, just the version with Billy Ray, not Mason Ramsey, sorry, uh, Walmart, Yodel Kid, um, not with anyone else, but it's Lil Nas X and um, Billy Ray Cyrus, because I thought that that song did a good job of blending like that outlaw, like Wild West feel with rap. Um, and likewise is the song with Reverse by Rashad. I thought that this had like a grime to it that I get from both like ha- like hard country music and hard rap music. And I thought that that was a good um, mix of the two. So yeah, I want to give him his flowers. Um, um, yeah, I'll give this a seven. So this is my highest graded song of the week. Seven rounds of Jose Cuervo. I didn't realize Mason Ramsey did a version with Little Nas X on Old Town Road. There were so he? many versions. Yeah, he was he was on he was on one. I can't. Remember. I thought there was one more person that was on that one, but that was the thing that Little Nas X did, which where he like kept releasing the rem- like remixes oh, for it, so it would okay. keep going up to yeah. which. I mean, people can hate on the song all at once. It has spent the most weeks at number one. So I have only heard the version with Billy Ray Cyrus. I have never been a fan of that song. I was one of the people that was very much, when it came out, saying, this is not country music. Why is this on country radio? Yeah, and that's and see, that's the thing where it's like it's hard. Because I am going to stand with you and say that it's not country music. I agree with you. But then it's like, there's country elements to it, I think. Right. I think with Rashad, it's more country than Lil Nas X. In that. I don't think Lil Nas X was intentionally trying to make a country song. I think he was making that song, he got Billy Ray, and he was just trying to get hype. Mm-hmm. I truly believe like, it was, it's not trying to be country. And honestly, like Billy Ray Cyrus, like, kudos to him. I want to give him a little bit of flowers. His, his- Part was the best part on that oh, song, yeah, in my that, opinion. It makes the song. That song without Billy Ray is not... We're not talking about it right now if it's without right. Billy Ray. Which Billy Ray often, often, I think, it's clowned in the country music community because it's he's got Achy Breaky Heart and it's this kind of like corny song, but it's iconic, right? Um, but he's actually got some really solid and some really um, deep pieces on other albums. I, I remember after Old Town Road came out, I did a deep dive of his discography and i was pleasantly surprised with the billy ray songs that i discovered but yeah didn't realize i'd be defending billy ray cyrus on this episode but maybe that's just because you know with it's miley cyrus season right now in popular music so we're just bringing up the whole cyrus family but with that let's transition tyler uh so we're going from our fixings of the week to what are we up to this week we're hanging out you're out here with me, we're in Southern California, you know, nice and sunny, even though it's been storming and snowing here the past couple of weeks. But we're here, we're hanging out. What are you looking forward to with this week? Well, so far, the weather's been nicer than uh, Michigan has been from the minute I stepped off the plane, whether it's been sprinkling a little bit or not. At least it's not eight. When I woke up this morning, 
it was like 20 something degrees so it's very welcome to be in 65 degree weather even if it is cloudy and it was sunny when i left michigan at 18 degrees or whatever whatever it was i think we're gonna be hitting up the uh uss midway museum down in uh san diego one of these days um hanging out here in orange county a few of the other days i know tuesday we got that taco eating contest which feel a little bit better about myself after absolutely inhaling that pulled pork sandwich today at lunch. Well, I think maybe one of the days, at least, we're going to be um, heading to the beach. Yeah? Get to dip my toes in the very frigid Pacific Ocean for the uh, the first time this year. So Yeah. That was something. It was funny. When I first moved out to California, um, I was in Northern California at the time, and I remember people from California telling me about how cold the Pacific was and that I wasn't going to want to swim in it and all that stuff. And in my head, I'm like, bro, I'm from Michigan. We swim in Lake Michigan in April, May. It's ice cold. Um, I don't know if I've been that early. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I think it's comparable. (laughs) I've, I've swam in both. Um, Yeah. Obviously it's going to be a lot colder for you this time around. Last time, Tyler was here was in the summer, so he's here in March now. I keep wanting to say February, but we're in March, so yeah, it'll be fun. Last time I was in there in uh in June, it was uh I went up to about the the highest I could go in the water without getting anything else wet. If you catch my drift, and uh that was far enough for me. I didn't expect it to be that cold. I mean, I've been in Lake Michigan in June, I think, is the earliest I've, you know, hopped off the pier at Grand Haven into the water, which I know you're not supposed to do that, but it is kind of fun. And, uh, I mean, that's it's a good way to way to cool off. It's not too cold. But, uh, yeah, the Pacific Ocean in June is a bit of a different animal doing the polar plunge challenge, it feels like to me. Yeah, so we'll, we'll make sure to let Tyler... Do yeah. that plunge. Well, should, but yeah, we'll do the midway. Midway will be fun. I've been there. I'm so excited to get to show. I want to go there so Tyler. bad. Yeah. Um, we're big Top Gun fans, so yes. it'll be nice to go past Miramar. Um, see, see, see the old old um, military aircraft. I'm a huge fan of the old military aircraft, especially, I think. This is going to be kind of basic sounding since... So many people are a fan of this aircraft, but, you know, the F-14 Tomcat, but as well as the um, the Tomcat itself, also being able to go out and see, you know, the Intruder, the Prowler, um, some of the older, early Vietnam War aircraft, like, I think they, I believe they have an FAU Crusader on board, from what my buddy showed me, at least, maybe an A-4 Skyhawk. So, really looking forward to seeing some of these, like, older military aircraft in person that you don't see flying around too much anymore. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So if you guys, if you're from Southern California, you've been to Southern California, and there's something that you think Tyler needs to experience and do, let us know uh, in the comments. Send us a message. We'll see if we can get to it this week. I, I know I'm excited for uh, Friday is my birthday, which not to plug that, but um, I recently found out through Instagram Reels that places do a bunch of free stuff for your birthday. That'll be fun. I'm gonna drag Tyler around, and we're gonna get some free donuts from Krispy Kreme and all that stuff. So that'll be 
nice to not have to pay. But yeah, taco eating contests going on this Tuesday. Uh, we have a taco place that we go to for cheap tacos, and we're going to see who can eat the most tacos. Is it Tyler? Is it me? Let me know in the comments. Let us know who you think is going to win this taco eating contest. Yeah, start throwing some money down with your friends in the comments. Yeah, it's going to be between myself. It's going to be between Tyler. We'll see. Uh, they have both crunchy hard shell and soft shell. Um, they have a menu of like six or eight tacos. We get to pick our own tacos. We don't have to do the same ones. I'll say that. But whoever can eat the most, and there are margaritas involved, which uh, margaritas can be a little filling. So we'll see um, who can win that. Yeah, so that's our plan for this week. We're going to have some fun. Um, talk about it a little bit more in next week's episode of the fun we have some stories and all that. But yeah, let us know what you guys want to hear more of. This is a shorter episode this week. Uh, so with that, we are going to transition to our beer of the week. Tyler. So leading into beer of the week, I want to say this episode is not sponsored at all because we have actually chosen, I think, two different beers, but they are from the same brewery. Um, leading off, I will go with the beer that I had just after lunch today, and that was the Belching Beaver Peanut Butter Milk Stout, yep. Nitro Milk Stout, I believe. Yep. Um, beer I've had before, it was actually the last time I was out here I had it. I had quite a bit of it. Um, I don't know, um, depending on our viewers, if you have this restaurant in your state or not, uh, or if you've ever been to one called Yard House, but... Yard house. For those of you who are not familiar, their gimmick is aside from having a very large draft list that um takes me quite a bit to finally make a decision on, which the two times I've been two or three times I've been there, it's all been the same um decision anyways, so more of a who's it sings that song is it Chris it's not Chris Stapleton, is it Chris the I don't need this menu? I don't remember. I can't remember who it is. Whoever sings I don't need this many thing, that's kind of like me um, walking in there because I always just end up ordering the same beer, but very solid beer. Um, pretty filling, but not overly strong. Um, and to finish my thing about their gimmick is they have a 32-ounce draft known as a half guard, which, um, which my record is two of those in one night. Yeah. And, so we got a picture of us there today. So I'll put that up there for you guys to see us. So you guys can get a context for the size of these half yard beers. Yeah, they're they're pretty, pretty, pretty lengthy glasses. They're they remind me of a martini glass on steroids, but that is my beer of the week is the Belching Beaver Peanut Butter Nitro Milk Stout. Yeah, and my beer of the week is a yard house glass full of just dirty martini. Good night. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, so this video is not sponsored. My uh, beer of the week is also from Belching Beaver, and it is my all-time favorite beer. I figured I'd save it until I had it again, like I talked about in the first episode. I figured Tyler's here. It's our first live, or, like, not live, but together episode, so it's a good time to – put it out there and it is the viva la beaver mexican chocolate peanut butter stout it is delicious i remember the first time i had it was in san francisco when i was living there um 
and it has remained my favorite beer. Belgian Beaver is now my favorite brewery because of this beer in particular, but I do love a lot of their other uh, beers. So yeah, I am drinking it right now. I have a Belgian Beaver shirt on. Uh, it is it is my favorite beer by far. It's the best beer I've ever had. It tastes like a chocolate Mexican chocolate dessert in your mouth. It's great. I highly recommend it. Um, it is very hard to find outside of the state of California, and even in California, it's been a little hard for me uh, to find. Um, so shout out Total Wine for supplying. Uh, me with this Mexican chocolate peanut butter stout from Belching Beaver Brewery. Belching Beaver, sponsor us, please. I think it's funny. I actually just noticed this, but uh, we both have our favorite beers out right now. I didn't. Obviously, I don't have what I just listed as the beer of the week. Um, I have actually been enjoying a Coors Banquet from the last time I was out here in June of 2022. Yeah, so it's almost a year old for my bachelor party. So we have Coors Banquet, and which is my favorite in the Viva La Beaver Mexican chocolate stout for Jonathan, both on the table. And the cans actually look kind of similar even. Yeah, they do. Same color scheme and everything. But um, those are our beers of the week. Thank you for tuning in this week. I have been your co-host, Tyler Lovell. Yeah, and I'm your other co-host, Jonathan Wolfarth, Jay Wolf. Let us know in the comments what you're drinking this week, what you're listening to. And until next week, so long.